I want to speak to you today on my wealthy place. My wealthy place. You see, I just want to start out by really talking to those that are against the prosperity message. I want to first start out by talking to those that are against the prosperity message. For anyone who is against God bringing you to a place of wealth. There are several questions that I want to ask. If you can even get them to come into this place and let's sit down and, and let me ask them these questions. And if they can answer these questions honestly, you would see that God has a place of wealth for each of you. I say God has a place of wealth for each of you. And, and I'm talking about material wealth. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about material things in the possession of those that are being redeemed by the Lord. And let the redeemed of the Lord say, I've been redeemed. Come on, say, I've been redeemed. You have been redeemed. Amen. The first thing that I want to ask is, did God put Adam in a wealthy place? Listen, I'm not done. Did God put Adam in a wealthy place? You guys are so excited. You answered the question before hearing the end of it. Did God put Adam in a wealthy place? <laughs> Absolutely. That is 100% correct. But listen to the end of it. Did God put Adam in a wealthy place? A place where he barely got by or a poor place? What's the answer? God put Adam in a wealthy place. The Bible makes that very, very clear. Question number two. Did Satan undo the original plan of God for man? No. Could it be done? Absolutely not. It could not be done. Satan could not undo God's original plan for man. One of the things that I'm trying to establish for the last couple of weeks is for you to see that what happened in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 is God's original plan for man. And before the fall of man, that is what we see. And that has not changed. Because we see there that God put Adam, the man that he made, in a place of wealth. You can go study the book of Genesis chapter 2. In actual fact, in chapter 1, God made man. In chapter 1 verse 26, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And the first commandment that God gave to man, it's not thou shalt not steal. It's not thou shalt not commit adultery. The first command that God gave to man is be fruitful. Amen. Be fruitful. What does fruitfulness mean to you? It means succeed in everything you do. Be fruitful. And I'm here to declare over the church that God wants each of you to be fruitful. Amen. Whatever God enables you to put your hands to, you will do well in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Many may not believe this, but I'm telling you, we have a bunch of people here this morning that are believers, and you're going to take God's word at face value. God did not put man in a shack. God put man in a wealthy place. And I'm here to announce to you that you've got a wealthy place, and God wants you to begin to enjoy the place of wealth. God wants you to begin to live in a place of wealth, because that is God's original plan, and that plan has not been undone by Satan. Now we understand that man failed, but that did not change the original plan. The fact that man failed did not change God's original plan for man. 
Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? God's plan is still there. God's plan was perfect and God's plan is still perfect. Can someone say amen? amen? You see, when man sinned, man did not lose a religion. In actual fact, Adam did not have a religion. What Adam lost was dominion. What Adam lost was a relationship. What Adam lost was authority. But I'm here to announce to you that Jesus Christ, the last Adam, he came down to the earth and he restored back to man the place of dominion, the place of power. The place of victory. The place of authority. So the third question is this. Did Jesus Christ come to earth? And did he restore back to man what man lost? Yes. The answer is yes. So if Jesus Christ, the last Adam, have restored back to us what God gave to the first Adam, that simply tells us that everything that God gave to the first Adam, God has given to you and I in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says if a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. Everyone say the old is gone. Now I'm going to say it loud enough, let the devil hear you. The old is gone. The old is poverty, the old is sin, the old is bondage, the old is coming under the oppression of the devil. Everything that came into humanity because of the fall of man, the Bible says all of that is gone and the new has come. What is the new? The new is the restoration. Come on now, say amen. The plan was not restored back to man. Man was restored back to the place of the plan. I need you to understand that. The plan was not restored back to man. Man was restored back to the place of the plan. The plan has always been there. God does not change his mind. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Can someone say amen? amen. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he a son of man that he should repent. The word repent there means change your mind. God will never change his mind. What God instituted from the beginning is still here and it's, it is still for you to enjoy. Can amen. someone shout a better hallelujah? hallelujah. So we establish, <coughs> we establish that everything has been restored to man. Or man has been restored back to the place of dominion. Now when you say dominion, it means you have a domain. Because you can't say you have dominion if you don't have a place you dominate. God gave you a place to dominate. And the earth is the place of your domain. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. Be fruitful. Mo yeah, thank you. Mo multiply. That is the will of God. Listen, fruitfulness and multiplication is not just limited to having babies. A lot of people think that is what it is all about. No, that is not the only multiplication that God is talking about. When you do a study of the Garden of Eden, you will discover that the place was a very wealthy place. We don't have all the time to go read it, but the place was a very wealthy place. Come on now, say amen. amen. God did not create this man and put him in a shack. God created this man. In actual fact, before God made the man, God made the garden ready. God did not create man and then God said, oh my goodness, I totally forgot to give him a place to live. 
Oh, I totally forgot. No, God made the garden of Eden ready. In actual fact, the Bible says, and God planted a garden east of Eden. So God's idea was to bless the man that he has made. Amen. Come on now, shout hallelujah. And I want you to understand and resolve this in your heart once and for all. God does not bless you for his glory. God blesses you because he loves you. Oh, people say, God bless me for your glory. Listen, God is glorified already. God blesses you because God loves you. It's like telling my daughter, I'm blessing you for my glory. No, I bless my children because I love my children. And the Bible says, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Everyone say, how much more? How much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to them that ask him? I'm here to tell you that prosperity is a good gift. Poverty is very bad. So anyone that's believing for poverty, you've come to the wrong place. We don't preach poverty in this church. We believe in prosperity. Say this with me. I believe in prosperity. If you believe it, shout your loudest amen. You've got to believe in prosperity. Poverty does not make you humble. I have never seen one person that was made humble by poverty. But I've seen people that are angry because of poverty. Poverty makes people very upset. Who is happy because they are poor? The other day I was having a conversation with somebody. In actual fact, I thought about it. And then somebody said it a day or two days after I thought about it. This is what the person said. The person said, we from Africa, and I know I'm not just talking to Africans here, but please understand what I'm trying to say. The guy said, we from Africa would not have been coming to Europe if the leadership in Africa did the right thing. That's a fact. That is a fact. And it is not just, it is not just exclusive to Africans. There are many that migrate from different parts of the world. Because, listen... It is the poor management of the resources in your country. There is no poor country in the world. Every nation on the planet is so wealthy. God put in resources in every nation. Whether it is mineral resources or human resources. God put in the right resources needed for each country to succeed. There should not be one person living in poverty. And I'm here to tell you, God is not nervous to have 7.5 billion people that lives on the planet today to enjoy wealth. I said, God is not nervous. Religious people are, but God isn't. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation, neither shadow of turning. God's will is that you enjoy prosperity. Say it with me, it is the will of God God. that I live in prosperity. It is the will of God that I enjoy prosperity. Come on now, shout amen if you believe it. Don't let any religious devil lie to you. I don't care what they preach. I don't care what they say. The word of God makes it very, very clear. Man was created by God and man was put in a wealthy place. And if that plan has not changed, that means it is still the will of God for you and I to live in wealth. So I'm about to begin to unleash upon you as I bring you the word of God. 
that there is a wealthy place for each of you. Amen. And God is not nervous to have you live wealthy. Amen. God is not nervous to have you control a lot of money. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. God is not nervous to have you drive the right car. God is not nervous to have you live in the best place of the city. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. Oh, but Pastor Goro, that's not the gospel. You tell me what the gospel is. <laughs> well, what is the gospel? Because the gospel means good news. And what is good news to a man who is broke? <laughs> oh, good news to the man is he speaks with tongues. <laughs> but you don't have food on the table. What is good news for a man who cannot adequately provide for his family? Come on, I'm preaching good. Say amen. amen. You see, people have been so religiously brainwashed. They cannot see the relationship between material prosperity and what Jesus Christ did for us. The Bible says, for we know. Everyone say, we know. We know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he was so very rich. But for your sakes, he became poor. So that you might become rich through his poverty. Amen. The Bible says, Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us. It does not say Christ will redeem us. It does not say Christ is redeeming us. It says Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having been made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. And that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Can someone say amen? amen? And the Bible says, they that are of faith. These are the sons of Abraham. So if you and I are children of Abraham. That means that what God gave to Abraham, God also gave to us. Amen. There is a covenant of prosperity. That God gave to Abraham. And that covenant is an everlasting covenant. And you and I are part of that covenant. And only those that can believe for it will live in it. And will enjoy it. And will see the benefits thereof. And I know we have a bunch of people here this morning. That believe in what I'm talking about. Because this is not Pastor Godwell coming up with his own idea. This is the word of the living God. And if you believe it. Then put your hands together like you're doing. And shout unto the Lord a shout of victory. And say... I believe it, and I am part of it. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Go with me to Genesis chapter 3. We have been able to establish that it is the will of God that you come into your wealthy place. Say to two people, I have a wealthy place. <laughs> hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 3. And I want to start reading from verse number 17. And to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. I want you to notice, God has never cursed man. God blessed man, God couldn't curse man. Did you hear what I just said? Notice, even though the man failed, God did not put a curse on the man. The ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Now, this is not the will of God. You and I would agree that this was not God's idea. Is that correct? That is why God did not curse the man. 
God said, the ground is cursed because of you. It is because of what you've done. What you've done have released something that will carry a ripple effect. Not just in your time. Because we know that Adam lived for how many years? 930 years. And he died. But this curse is going to continue. This curse is not on the man. This curse is on the ground. Because of sin that has been released into the human race. And we know that sin corrupts. That is the reason why man must die. Because if man does not die, sin will continue. The day is coming when Jesus Christ will set up his throne in Jerusalem. And the Bible says that he will rule the world with a rod of iron. And all nations will be made to serve him. Whether they like it or not. The Bible said the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And he shall rule in it for a thousand years. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah. So he notice it says your life, uh, all your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Verse number 18. It will grow thorns and teasels for you. Though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow. Will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made? For you were made from dust and to dust you will return. So we see right here how poverty was introduced. Poverty was introduced. It was not God's plan. I need you to understand God's plan was not poverty. God did not come up with the idea. We see right here how poverty came into the human race. The first Adam messed it up. But praise God, the last Adam restored us back to the place of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah, but I want to establish that poverty was not God's plan. So anybody who is not in agreement with the word of God, touching the subject, is in major error. Because God's plan was not poverty. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, replenish the earth. That was the plan of God. And that is still the plan of God. Come on now, say amen. Amen. God's plan has not changed. I say God's plan has not changed. Praise God. I want to show you today three biblical ways by which God will bring you into your wealthy place. I want to say three. Three. I want to say wisdom. That's number one. Say it one more time. Say wisdom. Wisdom. Number two, say favor. Favor. Number three, say influence. Influence. Now go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 3 or you can just listen. Let me read it. Talking about wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 16. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. That is wisdom. Proverbs 21 verse 20. The wise have wealth. What do the wise have? 
The wise have wealth and luxury. Oh, Pastor God, oh, this is spiritual wealth. Something is wrong with the way some people think. No, listen to what it says. The wise have wealth and luxury. This is spiritual luxury. I'm living a spiritual luxurious life. Listen, no, no, you, you are getting it wrong. And people cannot see what the Bible says because they've allowed religion to block the way they think. Go with me to the book of uh, 1 Kings chapter number 3. I want to read this. 1 Kings 3. Anybody getting anything today? Yeah. Say it with me, my wealthy place. 1 Kings chapter 3, and I want to read from verse number 3. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. I want to say 1,000. 1,000. I want you to notice the man did not give seven. The man gave a thousand. In actual fact, he was supposed to give seven, but the man chose to give a thousand. Oh, Pastor God, there's nothing about giving big. It's not important. Just throw something into the offering basket and God will be impressed. Listen, it doesn't work that way. Your size matters. I say your size matters. The size of what you give is important. People are believing for a million dollar project, but they are giving $10. It does not work that way. I want you to understand there is something about the size of offerings that we give. There's something about the size. The Bible makes it very, very clear that the size of your offering will do something in your personal life. People get to the point, really, unfortunately, people get to the place where they just, they just, uh, how do I say? They just maintain. I want to maintain. They maintain. It's, it's 50 lira. That's what I give every Sunday. It's 50 lira. No, it's time to stretch yourself. Amen. It is time to change that. It is time to understand that when God changes your level, you also change the way you give. Amen. Is there anyone here that God have done something in your life to change your level? If God have changed your level, then shout unto the Lord a shout of victory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And maybe you're here today. You say, Pastor God, but God have not changed my level. Then do something to see your level change. Because God is no respecter of persons. What God has done for Mr. A, God will do for Mr. B. I truly believe that God does not want anyone begging someone for money. God wants to personally meet your needs. Not just your needs, but God wants to meet the needs of other people through you. Come on now, the Bible says you will be a blessing. Not just to your immediate family, but you will be a blessing to the nations. The Bible says the nations will call you blessed. If the nations will call you blessed, then they must see the goodness of God upon your life. Amen. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Notice Solomon did not give seven. 
Because he loved the Lord. Love is important in your giving. The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. But how many of you notice that your treasure will go into the things you love? That is the reason why when you give more money to a man or a woman who is in love with Jesus, they will use that money to promote the things of the kingdom of God. When a man with love in his heart for the gospel put more money into the hands of that man, you will see what he's going to do. Because they have a heart for God, they're going to give into the things of God. But on the other hand, if you put more money into the hands of a man or a woman who is living a terrible life, guess what? They're going to promote evil. Because their heart is in evil and they love evil. Solomon gave a thousand bond offerings. Think about the size. Listen, don't just read it without thinking about it. I mean, it gets to, depending on the country where you live, there are countries where at a certain time of the year, if every family does not do it, I mean, most of the families in the country will buy, you know, like a ram, a goat, coming from Nigeria. I know that during Christmas season, people buy chicken and goats and all kinds of things and ram and lamb, all kinds of things they buy, correct? And my God, those things die. In that season, a lot of blood is spilled. Is that correct? Is that true? Just to make your family happy? Even here in Turkey, you know that there is a, the Bayram. Come on now, there is that holiday where people buy ram and they, they kill ram and they spill the blood, you know? And, and people, families invite other family members and they enjoy and they celebrate. Is that correct? Yeah. Now think about killing one. Think about killing seven. Think about 100. No, think about 1,000. Listen, after the service, if I stand at the door to shake hands with everybody that is here this morning, do you know how long it would take me? Just to shake hands with each person. God bless you for coming to the church. God bless you for coming to the church. God bless you for coming to the church. You know how long it would, take, it would take me? To shake hands with everybody. It would take a while. Think about shaking hands with a thousand people. No, now, when you begin to put this in perspective, you begin to understand how long it took for Solomon to offer 1,000 burnt offerings to God. Listen, these were burnt offerings. These were not offerings you put in a place and say, okay, God, they all belong to you. No, they had to be killed. They had to be put on the fire. That's why they are called burnt offerings. It must have taken hours, maybe a whole day to do this. Is that correct? And listen to what it says in verse 5. That night, everyone said that night. Not tomorrow. Because the size of the offering the man gave activated something in the spirit realm. The size of your offering will activate something in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Come on now somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible said that night the Lord appeared to Solomon. Listen, God did not send an angel. And if God did send an angel that would have been great. But God himself came to Solomon. 
Can someone say amen? amen? God appeared to him that same night in a dream. And God said, what do you want? That's like an open check. Ask and I will give it to you. God says, what is it you want? Just ask and I will give it to you. I want you to see the reward system. That when you are a generous giver, there is a reward system. Many people say, give but don't expect. That is stupidity. Because that is not the Bible. The Bible makes it very clear. That when you are a blessing, God will in turn bless you. When you're about your father's business, God will also be about your business. And I'm here to announce to you that you cannot outgive God. I say you cannot outgive God. I say you cannot outgive God. No matter what you put in the offering today, God will give you more than that which you plant. Whatever you sow, guess what? You're going to reap good measure. Press down, shaking together and running over. God will anoint your head with oil and your cup will run over. Get ready for abundance. Get ready to enjoy this wealthy place. Get ready to see so much come into your life. Can someone shout hallelujah? That night, I want to say that night, <laughs> the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. It is God who rewards us for the good we do. Amen. Come on now, somebody said hallelujah. hallelujah. For being a tither, God says, the windows of heaven are open over my life. Amen. The floodgates of heaven open over your life. Amen. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? For being a giver, God says, I will cause men to give back to you. The thing about giving is when you give, you set yourself up to receive more. Amen. You do not receive what you give. You receive more than what you give. Amen. Ecclesiastes 11, the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you shall find it after many days. It will not be too long. Your breakthrough is right at the door. Amen. Oh my goodness, one person shouted amen to that. Amen. I said, your breakthrough is at the door. In, in, in actual fact, it is upon you. Amen. Don't be afraid. The year 2020, 2022 is not over. Yes. Even the month of October is not over. Yes. We serve a God of miracles. Yes. His name is El Shaddai. Yes. The many-breasted one. There is nothing impossible with God to do. God is about to bring you increase like you've never known. Get, get ready. You're going to walk into prosperity this week. You're going to see the favor and the goodness of God this week. The wisdom of God is going to guide you in the decisions you make. And you will come into so much. If I'm preaching to you, then let your amen be the loudest in the house. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can see I'm in a hurry. I'm rushing. I don't have all the time in the world. Amen. Solomon replied, verse number 6, You showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to, he, to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O oh Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people. A nation so great and numerous, they cannot be counted. Give me. I want to say give me. Give Don't forget, God said to him, ask whatever you want and I'll give it to you. Now listen to what Solomon is about to ask for. 
Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, so God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you've asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart, such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Solomon said, give me wisdom. God says, I've given you wisdom, but I'm also going to give you what you have not asked for. I'm going to give you riches and honor. I'm going to give you riches and fame. That sounds to me like prosperity. Amen. That sounds to me like a wealthy place. Amen. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? But I want you to also understand that Solomon was not a poor man when he had this encounter. A man that could give God a thousand bond offerings was not broke. But I want to say to you that when it comes to prosperity, there are levels. Come on, say it with me. There are levels. God is about to take you to another level of prosperity. And I want to declare this over the church because the Lord gave me a dream a few days ago. And if you are not here, you might miss it. Listen carefully. The Lord gave me a dream a few days ago. And in my dream, the Lord gave me three figures of increase that's coming upon this church. And if you receive it, it's going to work in your life. And I don't want to miss it. I want to go to it. I want to tell you the Lord gave me a dream. And I know that I'm supposed to declare this dream and the the three figures of increase that the Lord showed me is coming upon his people. Three figures. I want to say three figures. I see you increasing by 20%. Now, some people here this morning, under the sound of my voice, will increase by 20%. It is not my place to decide who, but the hand of the Lord is going to come upon you. Whatever you have right now will increase by 20%. I don't know what you have right now, but get ready because there is a 20% increase that is coming upon it. And you will be amazed at how God is going to bring it to pass. This is going to be done supernaturally. The hand of God comes upon you right now. And you're going to see a 20% increase in everything that you have today. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. And then the Lord gave me the second figure, 40%. There are people, I was seeing this in a dream. And I was in the church and declaring it over the people. And I woke up and I knew that I'm supposed to do the same thing here today. And I'm here to tell you there is 40% increase coming upon you. Whatever you possess today, get ready because there is 40% increase coming upon it. If you believe it, shout your loudest amen. Amen. And also the Lord showed me there is a 100% increase. Aha, 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 aha. There is a 100% increase. Whatever you have now is going to increase by 100%. And can I tell you 100%? 100% is God taking everything you have right now. 
and increasing it by a hundred percent. By a hundred percent. By a hundred percent. And listen, I'm here to declare it, but it is not my place to determine who increases by 20 or by 40 or by a hundred percent. But you know what? I truly believe your faith, your faith is what determines it. There are some here, you can believe for 20% increase. And don't be sad. It is okay. There are some here, you can believe for 40% increase. If that is what your faith can handle, then receive it in Jesus' name. <clears throat> but I'm here to tell you, there are some other people here. They can believe for 100%. They, they can believe to see everything they have. Go to 100% increase. And that is what I believe the Lord is saying to the church. Each of you, under the sound of my voice, you will see the hand of God come upon your life. And you will see 20%. You will see 40%. You will see 100%. And whatever you want to believe for, believe for it right now. And receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Oh my God, I thought you should be praising God and giving Him glory for what the Lord has released upon you today. And in my dream, in my dream, and I'm going, to do what I, I'm going to do what I sense in my spirit to do. Ade and Frida, can you come? The both of you, quickly. You both stuck out in the dream. As I was declaring the word of other people, the both of you just stuck out. And I knew that I'm going to declare something over you. Come here, stand over here, the both of you, please. Hold your hands. Because you are going to see a supernatural acceleration. And I'm talking to Ade and Frida. And I'm here to tell you, I release the word of the Lord. Somebody, can you stand behind them? The word of the Lord, from this day forward, it is not something you're going to try to accomplish in your own strength without the help of God. The Lord has seen your struggles. The Lord has seen your faith. The Lord has seen all that you've come through. It has been years and seasons where it seemed as if nothing was working. But I'm here to declare over you as a servant of the Most High God that that which I saw in my dream and I declare over you today that the both of you shall begin to see God supernaturally take you to heights and levels like you've never known. I mean, you, there will not be a point of reference in the past. You will not be able to say, oh, it is because of that day or it is because of what I experienced years ago. No, God is doing something new in your life. Amen. And I'm here to decree and to declare that you come into a new season today. Amen. The both of you. I see God raising you up. I see God putting so much into your hands. I see God expanding you. The, the, the enemy has failed. Amen. And the last tear you, you cried will be the last tear you'll ever cry. Amen. So I release it upon the both of you right now. Amen. That is it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody put your hands together. Give God praise. Come on, give God praise. Yes. Come on now. Give God some praise in the house. Give God some praise in the house. It's a new day for Ade and Frida. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. The plan of the devil is broken. You will see the goodness of God. You will see the hand of God. Hallelujah. Get ready. It is released. It is released. It is released. It is released. 
It is released. Honey Priest, bring my wallet. I know you're trying to do something, but bring my wallet too. It is released. I'm, I'm going to put money on them right now. It is released. It is released. It is released. And when I put money on you, you're going to begin to see money come on you. You're going to begin to see favor. The goodness of God. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. Where's my wallet? My wallet. Yes. You will be shocked. This is not the church offering right now. We're just, I just want to be a blessing. Yes. You will be shocked. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. All, it's just Turkish lira. I should be having some. No, I'm good. <laughs> you will be shocked. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This is not a church offering. This is just a blessing. Something is released into this couple today. And oh, something has been released into you too. 24, 44, 100 fold. 24, 44, 100 fold. You are coming into your wealthy place. You will see the goodness of God in your life. Get ready. Your business is going to a whole new level. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody ought to give God some praise in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. This was in a dream. Okay? This was in a dream. A few days ago, I saw this. And I just knew I need to declare this over the people. Amen. Amen. And of course, I mean, they stuck out in the dream. They were like, I mean, they were there. They were grabbing it as I was declaring it. And I knew there's something, there's something special for this couple. And that is what has been released today. So what you see right now that's happening to you, it's, it's, it's just the beginning. Only the beginning. I said only the beginning. Only the beginning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know the thing about stuff like this? You know, when God is giving somebody a breakthrough, you can connect to that. Yes. You can connect to that. Yes. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say with me, I have a wealthy place. All that has been declared over me today will come to pass. I believe it. I receive it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we just looked at wisdom. I don't have all the time. I've got just nine minutes to close the service. We just looked at wisdom. Don't worry, we shall look at favor. Amen. Amen. But notice God said to the man, ask whatever you want. The man said, I want wisdom. And God said, I've given you what you have asked for. But I've also given you what you haven't asked for. Wisdom will make you wealthy. Amen. This is one of the ways that God's going to bring wealth into your life. Wisdom, the wisdom of God will make you so wealthy. Amen. Praise God. While many make dumb decisions, you will make decisions by the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. While many are going the wrong direction, you will know the path to follow. Yes. The Bible says the steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. 
them that are led by the Holy Ghost. These are the sons of God. Get ready to be led into so much. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. What you, what you have seen so far is nothing compared to what God's about to unleash. Amen. To what's about to manifest. Amen. To what is about to come. And I'm telling you, this week, you're going to see the goodness of God in your life. Because when you preach like this, people think you're talking about next year. No, I'm talking about today. Because faith is now. Come on, faith, faith is not next week. Say to me, faith. It's now. now. And I receive receive my wealthy place place right now. now. And I walk in it in faith. faith. And I will see see the goodness of God God in my life life. this week week. in Jesus' mighty name. name. If you believe and receive it, then give the Lord a big big hand of hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get ready to do what no one has ever done in your family. Get ready to travel to places no one in your family have ever traveled to. Get ready when you speak. People will listen. Because some of you, you know, you spoke before nobody listened. Because the Bible says nobody listens to a poor man. That's the Bible. I'm not just telling you something. I'm quoting scripture. The Bible says nobody listens to the words of a poor man. Nobody have listened to you, but those who didn't listen to you, they'll begin to listen to you from today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Oh, Pastor God, all you came to talk about today is prosperity? Yes. 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 That's what I came to talk about today. I'm preaching the word of the Lord. Come on now, say amen. Amen. All you came to talk about is God's going to bless me. Yes. What do you want to hear? Huh? No, really, what do you want to hear? I know you came to the right place because you guys want to see God bless you and increase you on every side. And you will see it beginning from today. Amen. Amen. You heard Nancy's testimony. Yeah. 2022 is not over. It's not over. Oh my goodness. One day, listen, it was just one day. The same day Solomon offered a thousand bond offerings was the same day, the same night. That's a, you see, see, the size of his giving attracted God. And now I told you this, and a lot of people need to get this. People that don't know how to give big cannot attract God. I'm going to pray. You can pray all you want. There are many praying all over the world. They are still broke. There is a principle of sowing and reaping. Even in the financial arena. I'm praying for money to come. You don't pray for money to come. You sow seeds. We see what Solomon did. And I'm going to, you, I can run you through the Bible. This is not just exclusive to one man. Come over to the New Testament. You will see it. Dorcas, she kept giving. And one day she died. Acts chapter 8. And they said, we're not going to bury this woman. Go and call Peter. And Peter came. And the moment Peter showed up, guess what happened? The women began to show Peter what Dorcas or Tabitha gave to them when she was alive. 
In other words, she couldn't speak for herself, but her giving was speaking for her. Are you, are you seeing that? Cornelius, Acts chapter 10. The man was a man of prayer, but he did not just pray. The Bible says the man was a giver. The man was a giver. And when the angel appeared to him, the angel said, your prayers and your what? And your almsgiving have appeared to God as a what? Memorial. In other words, God have opened his book. And God have seen what you've been doing. And God is about to bless you. Can I tell you, your giving will attract God. Your, your giving will move God. Don't let religious devils lie to you that it doesn't matter what you give. Just throw money into the basket. No, don't just throw money into the basket. Give with a purpose. Give on purpose. Give intentionally. And when you give, name your seed and see what God's going to do. You will never be broke. Say it with me, I'll never be broke. (laughs) Say this, money cometh to me. Now. Say this, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. My going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. If you believe it, then shout. Good. I'm preaching to the right crowd this morning. Hallelujah. You see, because what... You cannot confess, you cannot receive. You can't believe for little and expect to see much. You can have zero target and and hit one. You shall have whatever you believe for. God said to Abraham, lift your eyes and look. As far as you can see, I give it to you. See, Your eyes is faith. Faith sees. And when you see, you can receive. A lot of people are not seeing. That's why they're not receiving. But from today, I command every spiritual blindness to be removed. You're going to start seeing what God, the Bible says that God have laid up. God have laid up great benefits for his people. There are so much that God have laid up for you. And you're going to begin to see them. As you begin to see them, you're going to begin to live in them. You're going to begin to enjoy them. You're going to begin to see the goodness of God. You're going to begin to see the glory of God. You're going to begin to see the hand of God in your life. Come on, if you believe it, shout your loudest. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. 